Hi guys, welcome back to the first step. This is Jill Sachak. My hope on these podcasts is always to offer you some way to take better care of your own health, mind, body, and soul, to develop a practice or inspire you to make some gradual shifts. And it's interesting because I keep coming back around to some of these same basic, simple things. And I think it's worthwhile repeating them often because we forget. And I think especially now, although it's summer and it seems like around the globe, with the exception of the United States, that we're taking a pause with the coronavirus in that at least, you know, we're feeling decent. And I think with the fall coming and that this anticipation of, of staying healthy, we, we do want to start to take responsibility for our health. And I think there are many simple things that we can do in that regard that maybe we lose sight of sometimes, especially around all the talk um, based in fear and also, you know, the, the projection that how we might deal with illness is consistently and always around either vaccines or or pharmaceutical drugs and i think there's many things that we can do in our daily life that can boost our immune system and give us a a good chance of being able to fight whatever comes our way whether it's the coronavirus or some other illness or disease and i think in general health mind body soul is achieved through balance in and harmony and when things are out of balance is actually when we get sick so um i sure wish the the who and the fda and the cdc and the nih would would talk more about these preventative measures and and not even so much preventative but just basic principles of health and wellness and i happen to have found them through the ancient um, science of yoga, but you know the in in all our in all cultures in the past these aspects which I'm going to talk about in this podcast these things that we can do in our daily lives were a part of our traditions and cultures and somehow you know we've we've just gotten away from them I think with with our addiction to screens, I think we do less of these basic things. So here they are, ways, things I think that you can think about if you're interested in boosting your immune system and staying healthy now and into the fall and and for a lifetime. You can find this checklist on my website um, or grab a pen and just uh, take a few notes. These are the basic, simple things anybody can do. So the first thing that comes to mind for me is get outside. I think it's really critical that humans breathe fresh air and not only breathe fresh air, but connect to nature. And we're really blessed here where I live with an abundance of hiking trails and lakes and rivers and oceans and mountains and space. Um, But even if you're smack dab in the middle of a city, I think you've got to find a way to get outside and either look up at the stars 
or you know plant your own small potted plant on your patio or on your windowsill or find a park where you can just sit in the grass touch the grass with your hands and your feet there's always a way to connect to nature and I think that's a choice we have to make these days because it is not necessarily uh, a front and center part of our culture get outside and enjoy nature and one of the ways that I love to really um, make this a consistent part of my life is a daily walk and I think um, committing to doing a walk every day or, or at least you know I don't know three five six seven times a week that when we when we commit to doing this every day it forces us even when we don't feel like it to see that nature is always there that nature nature is is this consistent thing day to day rain or shine you know heavy days or light days it's like you can go out there and meet nature and find beauty irregardless of all these small details that go on in our lives. Nature is slower. It shows us cycles. We watch it happen. We watch life happen. And I think, you know, getting out in nature is this amazing reminder that, you know, it's not our job to worry about everything. And that's the, that's a good segue into the second thing that I think is really important is how are we going to let go of worry and stress and tension because we know that stress and tension is the root cause, I'm going to say, of all disease and illness. So how can we, you know, find relaxation? And I think that's also tied to sleep. So I'm going to kind of Put these things together relaxation and sleep or rest into one category and I think here too it's this act of developing small rituals or tiny steps in your day that allow you to do just that whether it's sitting down to pause to read a book that you can enjoy or whether it's taking a nap in the middle of the day or if it's your shavasana at the end of your practice, or maybe this could even, you know, link into meditation or breath awareness as well. But I think having a commitment to doing, even if it starts out as five or 10 minutes a day of, of conscious rest, where you just decide to pause and let yourself breathe and let yourself sit down or lie down in, in quiet, in still, I think that's an important part of keeping our nervous system functioning. And I think a lot of us are on overwhelm because we don't do this. And then by the time we get to bed at night, the mind is going so quickly that we also have trouble falling asleep. So I think they kind of go hand in hand and I think if you start to take a few more breaks in the day, nourish yourself throughout the day, slow down throughout the day, that by the time you lay your head down at night, you're, you're already all more rested and mentally um, you're, yeah, you're not thinking as much. You've given yourself time to kind of decompress throughout the day. And then before you go to sleep, I think it is really useful if you do have a busy mind 
to just lie in bed and do that kind of shavasana. If you don't know what shavasana is, just this conscious relaxation, laying down in a comfortable position on the back body, typically, and just consciously relaxing from the feet, through the legs, from the hands, through the arms, and walking yourself mentally through the body, up or down the body, telling each part to relax part by part and piece by piece alongside witnessing the breath. And I think when we do that, when we take a moment to um, consciously relax before we fall asleep, that we end up having a better rest instead of having, you know, these kind of nervous tit twitches or ticks throughout the night, tossing and turning, we actually end up sleeping. And I think getting enough sleep is, is really critical. So, so developing maybe a, a bedtime routine that involves a bit of conscious relaxation and also considering what you're doing before you go to bed, right before you go to bed, having, having some downtime, some relaxation, ending the day in a way that, that feels um, like you're concluding and you're allowing yourself time now to rest. And then I think, you know, the other, the other practice that has really helped me is my, I call it my morning practice, which involves movement, mindful movement, breath awareness, meditation, and, and often writing. And I think that commitment to having a morning practice also helps us hold to this rhythm where we want to go to bed at a decent hour at night we're, because we're we're motivated to get up each morning to do this practice that nourishes us and i think this mindful movement again just allows us to tap into the body and connect with ourselves in a way that we don't typically in our lives you know we don't even really dance as a culture anymore and you know not many people sing and use their voice and and feel you know have to feel their breath so I think to have a morning practice where you're doing a little bit of yoga mindful movement or whatever other you know maybe it's tai chi or qigong or um something where you connect with your body and your breath I think it's so important in order for us to to become aware of what we're holding again that that consciousness around the stress that that maybe has manifest in the body and working it out through movement and i think in all cultures in the past there would have been these natural traditions that helped us do that or let us do that or taught us how to do that but i think you know our culture we don't necessarily have that so um, I think yoga is a great way to, to develop a, a connection to body a, an awareness of self and I think when we begin to develop a, a connection back into our body then then we understand how it feels and we we get information about what nourishes us and what doesn't nourish us and I think that leads to the next really critical point, which is food and what we eat. And what we, not, not only that, but what we fill our minds with, but let's take food first. So I think it's really important here if we're starting to think about shifting our diet or knowing that we need to make 
adjustments in our diet that we do this gradually we do this slowly and we do this in bite-sized pieces because I don't think it's possible to just radically shift from one way of eating to drastically eating healthy I think you know the way to to shift your diet to be more healthy is just in tiny steps think what am I gonna have for lunch today just today and make a good choice eat um, more vegetables every chance you get you know delay maybe you, you get a craving and you're gonna go buy a chocolate bar or eat a bag of chips it's like delay it just just delay it even for a moment drink a glass of water instead and even if you do end up having that junk food it's like you're becoming a little bit more conscious and forgive yourself when you mess up you know start again as soon as you as soon as you begin to give yourself a little bit more grace and think of it as tiny little steps, um, I think you'll have more success in making that shift. Basic principles that I let guide my eating is I do try to get as much um, fruit and vegetables as I can in my body. I try to limit inflammatory foods, processed foods. When I say inflammatory foods, I mean processed foods, overly sugary foods, a lot of gluten. And in general, I try to eat simple, basic, whole foods that is a whole food and something that I can prepare from scratch. Recently, I've been growing some of my own food in my own garden, which is also this amazing process of understanding where food comes from. I think this is takes me back to yeah, understanding these this connection to nature, what nourishes us, what is feeding us ourselves, and when you put time into growing your own food, you understand how sacred it is and how precious it is. And then I think when we're eating food that we grow or food that we're choosing consciously, we understand that food is a way to sustain life and and have more of that connection to the sacred quality of life and how precious it really is. And we have more, it feels more meaningful. Um, and I think, you know, if you can't grow a garden, just, just starting to choose your food more consciously, looking at where it comes from, and, and choosing as much whole, clean, local food as possible. I think we do have to be conscious that the, the food that we buy that's in packages or where profit's being made, that, you know, once you start to get into business, and especially big business, businesses that make an enormous amount of money what we have to understand is the bottom line for them is profit so the quality of the ingredients or or even like what are the ingredients and and how sketchy some of them are i think you know you have to begin to question that when when profit is driving the product and consider you're putting it in your body and this food is becoming your cells your life force so I think food is very, very important, and, and when you start to, to trust that, try to make changes gradually. Drink water instead of grabbing the junky snack, and every meal try to prepare something wholesome, and while you're preparing it, 
consider, start to make it a practice of being grateful and even, you know, chopping the food or preparing the food, stirring the food consciously with that connection to body. So I think this is where these things come full circle, that we see that all these practices feed into each other. I think our morning practice, our breath awareness practice, makes us more aware of body. And then while we're doing our daily activities, we're more mindful of what's going on and we can make these choices of really making each tiny act of the day this sacred experience and, and really truly living our lives to our full potential and not waiting for those outside forces to figure it out for us, taking, taking control of what we're doing and, and, and being responsible. And I think, you know, when we talk about nourishment, it is worth considering, and I guess this does lead into um, one of these last points, is relationships and how we feed ourselves on an emotional level, what we watch, who we talk to, um, what we're reading, you know, how we spend our time, how we're feeding our minds and our souls. And I think, you know, it's a complex topic around relationships, maybe that's a whole nother podcast in itself, but I think even if we just start to consider, even do a journal entry or, you know, just on a piece of paper, even jot down, make two columns and just jot down people that really nourish you, people that support you, encourage you, and then in another column, write down people that come to mind, that suck your energy, that consistently trigger you, which doesn't mean let me make this clear, it doesn't mean that you're going to get rid of the people on this one column that trigger you, but maybe you, you do start to see that there are people where you need to set boundaries or reorganize the dynamic of that relationship, um, because who we surround ourselves by definitely does influence our health and wellness. And I think that human connection is important, so finding healthy relationships being with people that truly feed your soul, that you can talk to openly and honestly and share who you truly are and get clear about who those people are and invest time in, in them and in that relationship. And then I guess the last thing that, that I'll include on this list, simple things that we can do to, to boost our, our health and wellness, our immune systems, is this practice of gratitude, which I'm sure I say this list over and over again because I think it is, you know, worth repeating and hearing and maybe I have new listeners or maybe you need the reminder is, is this gratitude practice. So if you don't have one, it's so simple. Just find a way to include it every day, whether it's at night, you have a little journal, journal beside your bed where you just jot down things that you're grateful for for that day and then the next morning wake up and read it or while you're drinking a glass of water in the morning, think of all the things you have to be grateful for or at the end of your movement practice or breath awareness practice, including gratitude practice in that. Um, and maybe you have other ways, maybe you have a little um, altar that you sit and you give gratitude for creator, who, you know, whatever your belief or whatever your rhythm is, just to include consciously gratitude every day because it is such a vibration booster. There is science behind the way that it actually boosts the immune system. And I 
personally find that as I'm gra- I, I'm feeling gratitude or I'm grateful for something, it's like more goodness comes my way. It's like I can see the positive or my experience. Maybe it is as it is, but I can see the the things that that are around me that are so precious. Anyways, I hope you needed some of those reminders today. It is my pleasure to share with you those things that help me. And I'm grateful for you as listeners for tuning in. These podcasts are a way for me to, you know, process my path and share with you what works. And I hope um, what what I share here inspires you. If you need more information or you want that PDF of that list, you can find it on my website, yogajill.com with one L. That's yogajillgil.com. And I think it's in the top right-hand corner. You'll find a wellness checklist um, that you, a little PDF you can print out that has all those points I just talked about, which are get outside and get enough sleep and rest and be mindful of the food that we eat and how we fill our minds and souls in relationships. And of course, developing a gratitude practice. May all beings be happy.